that your metal grunt? No, that was just me adjusting my shit. Is that your best Sam Carter impression? <laughs> yeah, man. All right, Gabe. So we're rolling, man. How you feel? We're not rolling yet, officially. This is uh, this is a pre-roll this bullshit. Is, this is the pre-roll. I uh, it's, it's good out, man. I don't want to give away too much because we got a lot of shit to cover. We do. Because you, uh, you decided to take last week off. I put you on blast on the podcast. <laughs> I did it with my mom. I did a show with my mom last week. Oh, no. And it was actually pretty good. Yeah. You'd be shocked. But uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Gabe decided that he had things more important than doing this podcast. <laughs> we, I was at a birthday dinner. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Family and stuff. Dedicate your life to the podcast. Now, right. you're, now you're starting to sound like UPS. Yeah, right. All that. But yeah. So, I guess. I shaved my knees today. Sorry. Damn, I thought you were gonna go into it. But no, not quite. Not not quite yet. You have to like simmer. The the, the anticipation. Yeah, you have to let it simmer like Michael Jackson would say. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Sega City Kids podcast, episode number sixty-one. Now, that pre-roll, I was like, he's gonna expect it right here, so I'm gonna wait another half a second and then deliver. So he, now he's off balance. That's how you know Jake likes horror movies. Oh yeah. It's just the awkward timing. Yeah, off balance. You got to, when they least expect it, blow out some eardrums. But that's the plan. So, Gabe. Oh, okay. Well, this is the Second City Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. We're here today on a beautiful, uh, I would say pretty, pretty Yeah, nice. it's fucking gorgeous out. A, a beautiful uh, day. Sunday afternoon. In Chicago, Illinois. Uh, chugging away. Chugging away, yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we just dive right into it? Well, I was going to ask you how your week was because you've been off. Oh, yeah, my week. Um, uh, I've had some interviews. So that's good. Oh. Yeah. I told you. I'm making moves. Um, uh, for anybody who who wakes up in the morning and realizes you hate your job, just realize you don't have to die there. Yeah. Jacob once told me just because you were born there does not mean you have to die there. I've been kind of in the same spot since yeah. I was 17. Yeah. And um, and it's weird, man. It, it's weird kind of trying to get out, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know. You've been there for. Yep. Yep. So. I might, Well, here's the deal. You're going to look for stuff for your, your career, right? Absolutely. Like, okay, good. Because my thing was, I got out, right? But I wasn't really out. And I found myself missing the aspects that I enjoyed about the job, right? Yeah. So I'm figuring, I, I talked about this before, I wanted it back in. I found myself out, and I wanted myself back in. But at least this time, if nothing else, I got compensated monetarily speaking. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it worked out in the long run. But my thing is like, don't, Gabe, you're going to get out. Never look back. Don't fucking come back. Sprint. Yeah. Sprint like a motherfucker. Yeah, especially if you're doing something with your career. Absolutely. Uh, I, I tell a lot of my new hires that I get, and I told them this even when I was at UPS. I'm like, if you find something else, more power to you, but don't fucking go get a job at McDonald's and think it's better because it's not. Yep. So uh, that's my, my life. So, yeah, you're applying. You got any place that you want to put out there? Or are you just uh, not, Nothing yet. I will let the audience know when it's official. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that, that's been pretty much the majority of the past two weeks. Just yep. kind of. Prepping my butthole. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you, you know this podcast is on my resume? Oh, very cool. Yeah, I put this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I put it on my resume. It worked. It got me a job at FedEx. So. <laughs> well, I'll copy on low standards. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I don't know. I think it's because uh, they said that it's nice to have like a couple interesting points, factoids like on points. you. Yeah. Oh, quick, quick thing. On my way here, um, speaking about UPS, I saw a repurposed UPS delivery truck. Okay. Like those, you know, brown carts. 
And um, so it was completely stripped down of paint, and it was, like, rusty-looking, like, straight out of, like, Twisted Metal. Yeah. Ooh. And the thing pulls in front of me, and there's a clown painted on the back. And it looks like oh, I see. Yeah. It, it looks like what's his face from Twisted. Is metal. that like a cleaning service? Oh no, no, it's a tire changing. That's service. what it was. And yeah, it's out, like on the road. And I was like, wow, that is a really good business. Yeah, idea. it was because creepy though. <laughs> absolutely yeah. creepy, especially in the dead of night if you get yeah. a flat. But dude, think about how useful that shit. Oh was. yeah, for sure. But I remember I saw that and I'm like, I mean, Adrian, if I pulled up next to it, I'm like, uh, can we go? Because <laughs> this guy kind of creeps. They kind of creep me out a little bit. Absolutely. So that's your week then? That was pretty much my week. Yeah, man. Same old here. Same old, same old. Now I got to try to get too deep into it because I say the same shit every, every week. Nothing new. On the grind. Yep. That's it. Baby's uh, one week older. Yeah, exactly. Jacob's one week smarter. Oh, I will say though, we went to Fogo de Chao last night in Rosemont. Oh, so good. So I don't know if you, have you been to the one in Rosemont yet? Um, No, I have not been to that one yet. First off, go t- to the one in Rosemont because A, it's better. It's bigger. Um. And, like, I don't know if you know this because I didn't know this up until yesterday. Rosemont has, like, a bustling, like, yeah. social scene. Absolutely. I had no idea. My sister keeps inviting me out to the casino they have there. Which one? Uh, Four Rivers? Four yeah, Rivers? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I had no idea. And I was telling Adrian, I'm like, well, this kind of makes sense because this is an international airport and people are going to want to experience some stuff. Absolutely. Nobody wants to sit in a hotel room all day. And they do have hotels, but they have like that skydiving place, the indoor skydiving. Yep. They have all the restaurants, the big ass movie co. Yeah, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go next week. That, that movie co is really nice. I saw Skyfall there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That so was woo, that was six years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Because we were gonna, <laughs> we were gonna go to see a movie last night, but like Panther maybe like maybe 30 minutes in already. I'm like ah, I don't really want to miss anything. So Adrian's like, we'll come next week because I'm kind of down because I want I like I saw the movie theater and immediately I wanted to sit in and experience a movie. And yeah. I think that's something that's missing from movie theaters because, like, they don't really have that that big. Yeah, like, the grand- old-timey. Yeah. Th- even the sign is, like, straight out of the 50s. Yeah. Dude, it's gorgeous. The grandiose kind of feeling. And then, like, I guess they have two two different theaters, but they're both AMC. Yeah. And they have, like, an upstairs and a downstairs. And we, I just, like, because, you know, you look upstairs and they have all signs with, like, the, the Phantom of the Opera posters and stuff like that. I'm like, I just got to experience this. Even if I don't see a movie today, I have to, like, experience going up there. And I did. See, that theater is pretty cool because – um. Well, I'm not going to exclude any of the other ones. Yeah. But uh, what AMC has been kind of doing over the past few years is, like, re-airing movies in theaters. Yeah. Like, they're redoing the, the Miyazaki films. They're mm-hmm. re-airing them okay. in theaters, which I'm going to go see because I love them. But at that movie called The Rosemont One, um, they were showing, like, a Polish film. Okay. And so my sister and her husband were like, yeah, let's fucking go. Like, you know, you, yeah. you don't see that kind of shit in the U.S. Yeah. So I thought. I, I, was, I think we're missing out on an opportunity. Um to for like theaters like that, the ones that have the old timey kind of feel, they're missing out on like doing Universal Monsters movie festival. Oh, absolutely! On Halloween, just absolutely. like all day, thirty dollars a ticket, you get like seven, eight movies, and just go in. I think they're missing that. I'm just saying. We should uh, we should maybe pitch that. Yeah, we've got to pitch it to think somebody. Think about it. you line up your movies so you could just hop from one to the other. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Actually, I need now. I want it to happen. Or, or wait, even better, right? I I, I will one up this. You have a set sequence. So let's say it's three movies or four movies, mm-hmm. but they're all in the same theater. Yeah. So it's like you could just stay in your seat. Yeah, and, and you just purchase for that like four movie yeah. session. A little, a little intermission in between. Yeah. Go just get so popcorn. Go get go some pee, popcorn. Whatever you yeah. Do. And they're not that long. Those Universal like Monsters. An hour, hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and some change. Like not crazy. I'm saying they could make some money. And a, uh, especially like I said, like in the old time ones, like it would be like you're almost there. And when yeah, you saw the one that came out. 
Yeah, uh, so Rosemont is the shit. Yeah, because uh, we were going to go, but like the, uh, I don't know if you heard of the, can- what is it called? The sugar sugar factory or the candy factory or something like that, where it's like, it's a bar, but it's like those big foo-foo drinks with like the fucking oh. dry ice and <laughs> all that kind of shit. You all know what I mean? fancy visuals. Yeah, all that. And uh, we need to where to go, but it was like fucking packed. It was bumping in there. We were, because um, ASIN is at Rosemont, okay. at the convention center, mm-hmm. and um. You know, like, I was going to pay for parking, but this dude's like, wait, 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 wait. Don't pay for parking. Mm-hmm. Just take the ticket. And he was like, yeah, go to this bar and get it validated. And I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. And, you know, when we were getting ready to leave, I hopped in the bar, and it was, like, super nice. It was, like, King's Corner or some shit. Yeah. And it was, like, a super nice bar. And the drinks were cheap, and they had, you know, what seemed to be good food. And I was like, damn, I got to come back here. Yeah, for sure. Right next to the bowling alley. Because, yeah, they had uh, the Irish pub. That, yep. that, that was they had the Irish pub there. I'm so like, I, I lots got, of cool shit in Rosemont. I just really want to walk in there and have like a beer or something. But we should take a Saturday or Sunday and just get lost. Well, my thing is, well, that and they have a fucking uh, a tactical uh, laser tag facility right uh, there. Yeah, they do. And that's my plan. I want to fucking do some laser tag soon. They like the guns actually have like recoil and shit. There you go. The suburbs strike back. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was suddenly trying like, we may fucking move out here. <laughs> like Rosemont is nice. Yeah, yeah it's very nice. Got some family that stays out. Not too far from there. Yeah, cool. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't really trying to pitch Rosemont, but that ended up happening. That was a real thing that actually happened. So, <laughs> um, big week. Yes. Big week in music. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> start with the obvious one. Yep. We got the Under Oath single. Yep. So Ooh. Under Oath decided that uh, it was like very quick because we knew that they were working on stuff, uh, but it was just like, well, we got something going on, and then next week. I think Monday or Tuesday we got the the website. Like the countdown. Yeah. yeah. The countdown, and then. Everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, do you know how that started? No. The Some dude from the Metalcore subreddit, one of the moderators, mm-hmm. he got a, a 45 RPM vinyl. Yeah. And it was snippets of the single. Crazy. And it just had the, the website on it. Yeah. And he was like, did anybody else get this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. And he went to the website and it was the countdown. That's fucking cool, that's man. That's crazy. That's, so, that's such an old school OG way of, like, releasing stuff. Because, like, you have to think about, like, the time before – uh, like or social media, the internet, yeah. yeah. Where it's like we're just gonna send you some stuff, and then lo and behold, you know, it's there. So it's called the album's called "The Race Me," right? Yep. Uh, first off, I want to comment on the like the album art. It's oh, it's f- fucking fan- badass, fucking fantastic. And at the first glance, you're like, you're like, is that a fucking demon head? Because like the things that are kind yeah, of, yeah. I'm like, what? But it ends up being like a decrepit kind of angel. Uh, you know statue? what kind of reminds me of um the artwork for the Bring You the Horizon, the best of the O three to thirteen. Uh-huh. That it kind of looks like a, yeah, like you said, like a decrepit kind of decaying version of that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, like I said, they uh, it's coming out very soon, actually in April. Yeah, a lot sooner than I th- I've, I anticipated. Um, and I actually got some leaks. Like kind of, you're like, oh, where'd you find the date? And I actually got this little little random yeah, website. Yeah, you sent me that thing, and I couldn't find the article, and I had to like search under oath. Yeah. And it wasn't the first thing that popped up. Yeah. It was like all the way down. Well, because like, it was like an updated, like it wasn't like a brand new article. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, the album's coming out on this day on the update. So like, I think the article came out like in early January. Okay. So like, instead of like dropping a new article, they just added it to Copy it. Copy that. But uh, let's, so, so let's talk about the single. Yes. What was, what was the name of it? It was uh. Skin on my teeth. Yeah, skin on my on my teeth. On my teeth. On That's my teeth. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, it's really dark. It's really gloomy. Yeah. It's aggressive. I love it. Uh, we don't really get to hear Aaron Gillespie because mm-hmm. he's going at the drums like a madman, mad man. losing his fucking mind. Because um, that was something that I think that I missed. But uh, I was telling Adrian, I'm like, I kind of like I, I'm like, okay, so Aaron's not really doing because I think in the video he does do vocals, but it's not him. 
Um, and I was like, I'm like, okay, let me listen to what this guy's doing. And I'm like, yeah. he's just going, it's gunfire, banana, banana crazy. So, but my, my, this is what I, I like the most about it. Because Under Oath is, when you think about it, it's a very like driven guitar sound, right? I would say. But this particular song, the, the accents, the punches aren't guitars. They're actually like keys and synths and yeah. that kind of a vibe. No, I see that. Uh, and it's, it's very punchy. Is it the greatest Under Oath song of all time? No, of course not. But it's a good first step. And if it's kind of like a, like a taste of what's to come, I'm, I'm excited. I'm down. I would say, um, obviously, the Find the Great Line masterpiece. Yeah. We're only chasing fake masterpiece. Yeah. Um, the Find the Great Line, it had this kind of like dark feel. Yeah. Dark and gloomy. And this new single, it, it's similar to that feel, but it's a lot more aggressive. Yeah. I really dig it. Yeah. Because... Spencer just goes. At it's it's, it's, it's more frantic, I feel like, yeah, and I think no. the, the the highlights of most Underworld songs that come out from the very beginning to now, the best songs are the ones that are like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's frantic. You know what I mean? Like it's it's uneasy. Uh, I love the opening uh, like beat. Yeah, that that's like it's almost like a like a clock ticking down, which I like a lot. I like that vibe. It really builds up the moment, and when that fucking shit kicks in, you're going. Now, there is something that I saw on the Facebook page, the Under Oath, where when they posted the video, somebody's like, oh, man, they said fuck. They're not about God anymore. And it's like, are we really upset by a 30-year-old man saying fuck on a song? I, um, y- you got to appreciate where you come from. Yeah. Never forget that. But things change over time. Yeah. And I think they've made it abundantly clear that they're not a Christian band anymore. I They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And um, it it's the first album. It's the first new album in eight years. Eight years. Yep. I'm not gonna make it a few more. No. Uh, also, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be part of the. Uh, they're they're grown men. I'm not gonna be upset what a absolutely grown man, grown man says. So I'm excited for the rest of the album. Oh I yeah. Actually, um, they quote unquote restocked, meaning they put the rest up for sale of the records. Yeah. And you know, Friday I missed out on. It. I was pretty upset. Yeah. I got an email this morning. They're like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to do that." Here's the rest that we're gonna sell. Because I want the I want the Uber me- like the Mega Pack, which has all of the shirts and the vinyl and all that combined. The um. So. Oh, the the really cool one, the the like the hundred thirty dollar one, I think. It was a hoodie, a shirt, a pin, uh, poster, a poster, CD, it was, digital, it was, all that. Well, you get the documentary with all of them. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about that was what really drew my attention was you get the the limited pressing of the album yeah but then you also get the, the test. test press yeah i saw and that. I was like that is cool yeah that's pretty fucking cool uh so yeah i'm gonna have to check that out myself because uh, yeah. i actually looked at my like i'm like i don't think i've ever a band that's as big as important to me i actually don't never owned a t-shirt huh I, I, I have yet to own any under oath merch yeah except maybe the pin and uh lanyard yeah. we got yeah that so i'm gonna have oh, real quick thing what do you think about that color because they're using that like weird like vomit neon yeah green. the neon the neon the, like, yellow, yellow green yeah yeah uh i like it is spencer blonde i i think he's blonde now dude because i look at the he vid- pulled to me i watched yeah, yeah and it's like light i hair, watched right? the video i'm like that's weird hey, do you <laughs> yeah man yeah uh, i was just a little uh, i wasn't expecting that it, it would have worked better for the whole rebirth yeah tour, you know like well, thematically but do you man he's yeah. a grown-ass man yeah you can do whatever he wants i just think it was interesting an interesting yeah. choice I do dig the color though. That is yeah, because like um, I don't think a lot of bands could pull something like definitely that. Definitely not. And 
Well, like when the new Avatar on like my iTunes music thing, it was like this dark. It was what the the last album that came out eight years ago. So it was like this dark woodsy kind of like picture, and that was like this big fucking neon splotch. I, I'm like, what the fuck? Like I kind of hurt my eyes when you click on this shit right away. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. So that is under oath. Yep. We are excited. Yep. Oh, I saw some of the song names on there, dude. Yeah. And it's I, actually I wanted to comment that real quick because you know under oath is kind of known for their their song titles because they're kind of clever and witty. This is like very straightforward. This is the same of the song. We don't have a clever. I wouldn't say they're witty. I would say they're they're interesting. Yeah, they, they, they make um, you you could get a band name out of most of their song names. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think it's funny how it's a little less wordy on the song titles and more straightforward. This song is called because you know what whatever grown ass man they're getting right to the point. Yeah, I like it. I'm so, I'm a fan. Yeah, so very excited. Keep it moving, Gabe. All right, next piece of music review. Uh, I know you listen to it. Yeah. Mortal Coil by yeah. a band called Polaris. Yeah. What'd you think? I like it. Uh, are they groundbreaking? No. But are they a band that I will keep an eye on? Yes, I, sir. I am going to file them right in there with Thousand Below. Mm-hmm. And is this is the first the first album? That I, they had an EP before this. Okay. So this is like the first album. Full length. I'm going to uh-huh. put them in Thousand Below. And what was the other freshman album? Uh, Northern Ghost. Uh, Northern Ghost. Yeah. I'm going to put them right there. I've been jamming to that Mortal Coil album mm-hmm. for, for like all week now. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. Did you put um, a plot in your topics? Yes, I tossed okay. it in here. Um, real quick, I just want to mention, quick shout-out to Australia. You guys have been churning out gold for yeah, the past decade. For we sure. got Parkway Drive, obviously uh-huh. the big one. Um, I, I killed the prom queen. I killed the prom queen. you got to give credit to Amity Affliction. they got some good stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, trophy Eyes. Uh-huh. I, well, I enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, now this, you know. Yeah. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Whatever you're doing out there, keep it up. Yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. It, it's all the big-ass spiders, dude. They're too metal. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, yeah. next up. Uh, this band called One Year Later. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me give you some preface. So um, this website called Enjoy the Ride, they did a mystery grab bag on records, right? Okay. But, but here's the cool thing, what kind of sold me. You could pick it by genre. All right. So it was like hardcore, metal, uh, math, rock. Like yeah, yeah. Th- that was the whole like category. Yeah, the umbrella. Yeah, the umbrella. And I was like, all right, let me get two of those. And they're like, what do you listen to? And I was like, oh, you know, I've been jamming to some Every Time I Die, Under Oath recently, some other kind of smaller bands I threw in there. So they sent me, and, and I already love this place. They sent me uh, Scary Kids, Scary Kids After Dark EP. Cool. So that whole EP was redone, remastered. You get all these bonus tracks, re- redone artwork. The artwork is beautiful. Yeah. I got to send you a picture of that. And then I got this one year later. Okay. So, um. This this band is interesting because they're not groundbreaking. It's not anything crazy, but you can see the potential. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's not any particular song that stuck out stuck out to me on the album, but I did enjoy it all the way through. Okay. So this is one of those I'm gonna you know pay close attention. Yeah. Because maybe the next one will be something. You're gonna watch their career with great interest. As, there we go. As Palpatine once said. There we go. Uh, what else we got? Oh, landmarks. It was recommended recommended to me by a buddy. They're a French metalcore band. You wouldn't even tell they're French. They're fucking great. Uh, good sound. Check them out. Landmarks. They got an album coming out this year, so they're dropping singles left and right. Yeah. Check that shit out. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be uh. Landmarks. But but it's spelled the douchey way. It's, it's all stylized and it, shit. It's with the V's. Oh okay, copy that. It's the V's. Okay. What else you got? And then we're getting new Parkway Drive this year because they're gonna drop a single. Mixed, mixed feelings. Uh, the M- last album feelings. was a little, little disappointing to me. Um, so, 
But I can't really judge them too harshly because the three before that were so fucking good. Were bangers. Yeah. Atlas, Deep Blue, and Horizon. Yeah. All absolute fucking. Yeah, so I can't brutal. really judge them too, hard, too harshly. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. So, Ire as an album, I didn't love it. There were a couple singles out there that I did kind of enjoy. Though. Yeah. And I, you got to give credit where it's due. Parkway Drive has been, you know, a big influence on the metalcore scene. I'd agree. And they're trying something new. And you know what? If they like it, all power to them. Yeah. Um, even if I don't end up liking the new album, I'll still like all you know what they have. Yeah, done. I'm not. They're like they've released because uh, like a lot of those bands that we like that I eventually don't end up liking. They don't really have a proven track record, so it's kind of like well, they got maybe they got lucky or maybe it was a fluke or whatever. But Parkway Drive is a band that has developed such a, uh, a rapport, such a movement. Really. Yeah, what 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 their sound. Uh, I would still go see them live regardless of how far down the rabbit hole they go. Oh, absolutely. Because so, you, you know they're only playing Vice Grip and yeah. and something else off Ire. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we will see how that single is. Yeah. They, they posted something on Instagram where it was them like in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I always mention it, but it's so funny to hear metal vocalists talk. Yeah. Because, you know, they got a lot of the time they got like a massive stage presence. Yeah. And, like, a deep, booming growl. And then this dude from Parkway Drive has this such a heavy fucking Australian accent. Yeah. And he talks like this. Yeah. Dude. And I was like, I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I had a Super badass, but like, you know. I had that. That happened to me really badly with uh, Bullet for My Valentine. <laughs> where I'm like, I, like, I didn't even know they were British. I know it may sound stupid, but like that first album, you could barely, like, in retrospect, now I can kind of hear the little, the British accent. Yeah. But back in the day, when I heard him talk, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what did they mean? When do they go British? Like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to kind yeah. of do it. Have you ever heard, a, like, an interview with, like, Keith Buckley? Mm-hmm. Really soft-spoken. Yeah. But then, on stage, complete fucking yeah. lunatic. Yeah, madman. For sure, for sure. What else you guys? That, is that what you got? Uh, that is all I have for music news and reviews. Well, here's something that I got. Uh, and this is something I mentioned to you. Oh, shit. I totally forgot to mention the plot on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, the plot on you dropped a new album. Yes, they did. Um, I love it. I fucking love it. It's yeah. so good. Uh, so here's the deal. A Plot and You is a band that was very typical of the metalcore styling of the time, right? What, like five years ago? Yeah, like what was going on in the 2015 was not a bad album, but it was very typical of what you heard. It was very common to hear the band with, you know, big booming screams and a big, nice, you know, wonderfully done, well-written choruses. But uh, they were very typical. Well, the Wage War came out at the same time. These bands all, you know, they're, they're, yeah. it was like they were turning out a factory. Right. But. This new album dropped. What's Dispose, right? Dispose. Oh, so okay. fucking good. So, this band has taken a step forward. A big step forward. It is. Uh, I, I wouldn't even call it a, like, like a metal. It's almost like a rock album. It, it's, dude, the closest description that I could give it is like poetic core. Yeah. I think that is a very good description. I think, okay, album. and this is why, because I was listening to this thing. Um, a, it was a very interesting choice for an opening song. I think they did it yeah. on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's very... Uh, like you said, kind of poetic and not violent. Really, they have their moments, but this is why I take it. I, I take, you take the plot in me, or plot in you, rather. You take that, you combine it with A Thousand Suns era Lincoln Park, and yeah. you get this new album. So I, I was like, as, as every song that went on, I'm like, wow, that's so different. That's very different. Wow, that's new. Wow, that's interesting. Like that, I, I, I found myself doing that pretty much every song. And it's just at a band that's like kind of typical to like I said, what's right? What, what's a band that's been following the flow. Yeah. Now says, "Fuck hey, that! This is what we're doing." Yeah. And uh, drew the line, and they're like, "You know what? This is what we're gonna do." And I give credit to the vocalist because here's the deal: I looked up the last album, uh, and he 
produced that, right? And he's a very talented guy, obviously. Okay. Uh, that's proven. A lot of love and care was taken in the production of this album. Love and care. Because you listen to the, 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 the beats that they created for it. Um, the background stuff, the, the, the big orchestral sound. It's very purposeful. Yeah. And it's all very taken care of, shown the correct respect. And on the song, especially with that big orchestra sound, was the driving point in that particular song. So this band that was just, like you said, following the flow, kind of put their mark. They, on, were, they were found in the flood. Yeah. They uh, laid their mark. Uh, so this is I, – I, I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that they were churning out an album this year. No, I had no idea. And then – Somebody was like, check this out. As a matter of fact, uh, I thought they were like going to be done. Because I know that Landon Tours, I think is his name, he was the, the vocalist of the band. And he's like very popular. Just him because he does a lot of like, like features, yeah. features, solo stuff, all that. So I thought maybe that he would start a new project or do something with just him. So um, very talented guy. Uh, like I said, he produced this. Uh, they're on Fearless Records now, which puts Under Oath, uh, them, The Word Alive. And my ticket home. My ticket home. Oh, uh, shit. like a bunch of those styles. We, we had a killer lineup yeah, under one. A bunch of those styles bands under the same roof, which leads me to the conversation that I was kind of teasing in the group chat. I was thought of a format that can be created to take over the Warped Tour lineup. Before we dive into that, the plot and you, seriously, check this album I'll, out. I don't care if. If all you listen to is Wage War yeah. and Brutal Heavy, Cannibal Corpse shit, yeah. check this album out. Early contender for album of the year. Absolute sleeper. This yeah. is one of the few albums Jake, myself, and my girlfriend all love. Yeah. And that is hard to find yeah. because the, the three of us have very – Different, yeah. Th- it's a spectrum yeah. of music. And this is the first album. I told Maddie, I was like, you're going to love this album. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, And then, you know, I played it in the car. She's like, oh, wow, this is really good. Yeah. So this is like – the f- probably the yeah. first thing we could all agree on that yeah. one. Wow. It's awesome. Very all right. Good. Warp tour. So yeah. Uh I've thought of a format that record labels should take to replace uh the warp tour thing, right? Cuz warp tour is coming to an end. We've talked about it a million times. So, what these labels should do because they're not going to have the format to present themselves or their bands in the big spotlight like they did with on the warp tour. Because a lot of these labels had their own tent, their bands had their own tent, and they were like, okay, these bands are releasing albums, we're going to throw them on a tour, on the Warped Tour, and then we'll kind of support them that way. These labels now have the opportunity, all of them, Rise, step to step up and to take that place, and not to combine it into one big thing. This should be the Fearless Festival, so to speak. Let's say it. Fearless is the label. Fearless, we're going to put our, our heavy hitters, we're going to put Under All of the World Live all on a tour. And the two or three bands that we are expecting to draw, tack them underneath, put them in a sandwich, put them in a package, throw them on a tour, and make sure that their shit doesn't cross with other labels that are doing the exact same thing. Because now that we don't have one big thing to kind of market themselves, they're going to have to do it themselves, so to speak. So take all these labels, Rise Records, all these guys who have names and who have stake in the scene, take all their shit, package it, put their best foot forward, and let your bands go. On a tour. One big tour throughout the United States. Smaller clubs, obviously. Let them go in. What do so, you think? So you're saying like Rise Records would put forth two or three bands. And then Fearless. A little bit a little bit bigger. No, I'm talking about these. B- each label has each its own tour. Does their own thing. Okay. I was thinking you want to do something Hunger Games style where it's like 
<laughs> Battle of the Bands kind of shit. Put your contenders in the arena. Well, under that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an option, but I feel like, well, I guess for the, for the smaller ones, it might be easier to kind of combine with forces with another guy and be like, put her best foot forward and la la la. But I'm talking about the guys who actually get, you know, who have some change, who have stock. Uh, movement. Yeah, who have the stock to do it. Go for it. Because uh, w- what are we going to do? What are these bands going to do? It's not just the fans that are missing out on the whole Warped Tour being gone. It's the bands, these guys who are up and coming who don't have the opportunity to really, you know. Or even some of the older guys that just want to feel like they're 19. Again. Yeah. Well, what are they going to do? So these labels that are underground, quote unquote, labels. Got to step it up. Man. Yeah. They're going to have to spend some money now. The, uh, the, the Warped Tour label might be dying, but the spirit is definitely strong. Yeah. It's it's up somewhat like you said somebody has to step up somebody's got to do something yeah we gotta fill the void so to speak absolutely so I don't know how we're gonna do it but that was my idea uh, and I think you could just make it all about your fucking label man send it out on tour put your label's name on the fucking top of the marquee Fearless Records presents whatever the fucking stupid name of the tour that you're gonna come up with I'm sure it'd be great uh and just send your bands out there to do work and make money that's the plan that's what I think I think that's the way of the future so I mean we'll, we'll see maybe. Maybe Warped Tour will still be a thing. Kevin Lineman was like, <laughs> just kidding. Never mind. <laughs> I lied. Yeah. But uh, we get the lineup this week, this March 1st. Yep. So we will definitely be slicing that up yep. on next week's podcast. Slicing and dicing. Is um, it, it's a full lineup, right? They're, doing a, they're not going to be doing the – Full lineup. All right, cool. Because we usually got like a handful of bands, like five or six bands. Mm-hmm. February, March, and then I think last year, two years ago, we got it like mid-March, like the full – Yeah. Because we got sprinkles. Yeah. Um. Free sale tickets go up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh-huh. I highly recommend hopping on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I know a lot of these kids are like, well, I'm going to wait for the lineup. Fair game. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Well, me and Adriana talked about this, and I told her, I'm like, if you are a person at any point in time who grew up for multiple years looking forward to the Warp Tour, go. you got to go. Absolutely. You have to go. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, like I said, I know I'm going to at least try and get on the pre-sale. If not, then I'm, I'm still going to buy tickets. Yeah. I'm sure you and yeah. your wife are. Um, don't fuck it up because this year they might just say, hey, we're at capacity. Yeah. You, there's no more. Yeah. We can't fit any more. I agree. The, if, if any year that if was going to happen, yeah, this one. It would be this one. Yep, I agree with that. Absolutely. So just get in line at Journeys. Get in line at Did you, uh, um, speaking of the Warped Tour, and I don't mean to cut you off. Did you see the 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 social media person on Warped Tour kind of go in on people? on a All American Rejects Blink One Eighty Two yeah and Paramore yeah yeah um if you guys didn't see that there was a little Twitter back and forth yeah. a little banter um essentially the social media person on Warped Tour was having a bad day <laughs> called out yeah called out a bunch of bands um the All American Rejects which I wanted to see on Warped Tour um one of them didn't want to do it from yeah. what the guy said which is I get it they're forty yeah like, you know they got families yeah and um. So, you know, whatever. They took that with a grain of salt. They're like, well, thanks for all the good times. Um, they said Paramore is doing their own tour, which was, like, previously unannounced. Yeah. Not cool. But then the thing that kind of got me was they called out Blink-182. Uh-huh. Like, hey, we have the same agent, and we haven't heard a goddamn word. Well, I think it's more of a frustration because I'm sure they're getting every messages every day. Oh, Blink. Oh, this. Like, you know what? Bring back MPR. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm sure. And especially for a brand that's coming to its end, they're like, what the fuck do we owe? We don't owe anything to these people. They don't. They don't owe anything. It should be to the other way around. Yeah. They don't owe anything to us. They don't. Um, so for people to be like, ah, it's like, 
he's like, well, for one of the, I think the guy said for every year for the last 20 years, you guys have been saying, oh, we suck. Oh, it's our fault. Oh, we can't put together a good tour, but we kept on going. You either like the lineup or you don't. Either you go or you don't. The people who are going to support us will still be there, which is true. So I think uh, it's about time that Warped Tour. She's like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. If you don't want to be there, then don't go. Because I'm sure, I'm sure everybody in that bitch, when they said last Warped Tour, was like, blink. These guys, these guys, these guys. Yeah. They can only do so much. Yeah. They're, I'm sure, that, like you said, I'm sure they're going to try to make it the best they possibly could. And I'm sure all the suggestions that they tried. And, like, yeah. and, I, and it appears that they did. Blinks, they haven't gotten in contact with us. Paramore, they're doing their own thing. All American, like, they talk to these guys. That's right. obvious. They reached out. Yeah. It wasn't like, no. Yeah. No, they tried. Yeah. So why are we getting upset at them? And I'm not going to get upset because it's, so, it's, it's such a punk rock thing to do. It's like, you know what? We tried. And it didn't work out. So move the fuck on. Move on. So give, give us more suggestions. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and that, you know, I, I think. I think expectations for this warp tour is that there's going to be world peace this summer. <laughs> that uh, gun violence is going to stop. Yeah, you're right. MCR is going to release another black per guys. Yeah. Come on. You can't it, do let's it. Be realistic. Yeah. Everybody wants to do their thing, and sometimes that results in conflict. Yeah. And if Blink doesn't want to come on. Dude, that's cool. You have the right to say no to work tour. Yeah. You have for the past 10 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think they kind of like, well, if you're not going to go because Blink's not playing, you probably haven't had your money in the last 10 years anyways. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, I think it was the right call. And I know, like you said, I think with the Paramore thing, I think that was kind of bullshit because – Yeah, that, that was unannounced at that point. Because that's not fair because, like, they had, they're doing their own tour. They let you know. They gave you feedback. Maybe we shouldn't have put Paramore out there like that. And I'm not even a Paramore fan. But it's just respect for bands. Yeah. But, um, but we'll see, man. Devil Wears Prada is not doing anything in that time frame. Yeah. Every time I die is not doing anything in that time frame. August Burns Red hasn't doing anything in that time frame. Uh, we got a bunch of bands. Like I said, Underworld most likely won't because they have the whole. No, they're doing festivals. festivals The festivals this year. Yeah. So, uh, more power to them. Uh, absolutely. I, I would take that. Yeah. Too from their. Standpoint. Yeah. Uh, what else? Fairy uh, probably not going to be there. They're doing a lot of these festivals with Under Oath. Are they? Uh, aren't they going on? I don't know if I if I dreamed this up or if it's actually happening. Are they going on tour with Silverstein and? Uh, yes. And Data Remember. Yes. So they're actually doing that. Yeah. Hey man. Sounds oh, like speaking fun. about a Data Remember, they were at uh, Chicago on Wednesday night. Were they? Yeah, Data Remember. It was that weird tour we talked about. Oh, okay, okay. Falling in reverse. Oh, wow, that came that came quickly. And um, and the Devil Wears Prada. I mentioned this, but Devil Wears Prada played. Uh, Apocalypse, which is the first time they've brought it out since 2011. Uh, yeah, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that is genuine love yeah. for the fan base." Yeah, because you wouldn't bust out a song like that. They uh, they are the type of band, and they they strike me as this. They're like, "Well, I want to play it. Okay, let's play it." Like you know what I mean? Like they yeah. they, they don't really put much thought to be like, "Well, maybe they won't be into it. Maybe they don't know what it is." They'd be like, "Well, but they will play it." And if they like it, they like it. If they don't. We still played it. Well, they brought out Sassafras. It's just weird. Yeah, when you brought that up, I'm like, that's weird. But Sassafras is such a banger. Yeah, it is. And um, I I think they're doing what Less Than Jake does. When I saw Less Than Jake, they they quote unquote retire Mm -hmm. the song every every year. I think. Yeah. So they're like, hey, this is the last year that we're playing. When when I went to go see him, it was uh, Rock and Roll Pizza Nova, which is a very very ska punk. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, enjoy it because we're the last not time you're fucking it. playing it yeah. live anymore. I like it. And it's like weird, like, one-off kind of yeah. following songs that yeah. everybody has. I like I, that. I think they're taking that approach. That's good. 
they're uh, they're kind of saying goodbye to the old. Yeah, the uh, old especially ways. as the new. Uh, the band at this point who has such a big catalog, you know what I mean? You're not gonna please every fan with it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're like, you know what? Every now and then we'll play a weird one, and it is what it is. And you do what you gotta do. Yeah. More All right, let us move on. Music news and reviews has been done for this week. Yes, sir. That uh, that flows a little too well. Yeah. A little All right, bit. let's talk movies. So okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I want to do do an older review. Okay. Because it, it was so. I, I see it on this uh, agenda. It was so interesting. It was such a uh, sleeper. Not at all. I wouldn't say sleeper. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, for the I talked about this before, and when I we're gonna do Gabe's Black Panther review after this because that's what's important. But this movie we came up on Hulu, I think. Adrian's like, you know what? I want to see it. I'm like, you know what? Because it kind of like we were just going through it. She's like, honestly, she said it out loud. She's like, honestly, I kind of want to watch the new trip, the, the most recent Triple X movie, the, the Turner Xander Cage. And I'm like, honestly, I'm down for that too. So we sat down and we watched it, all right? And for those who don't know, Triple X was, I think, to me, the first one was one of the most underrated action movies of all time. Because, A, it established Vin Diesel as kind of like a star. And, B, it had Asia Argento in it. I fucking love her. <laughs> uh, she's like my sexual awakening, so to speak. Okay. We talked about that before. Uh, so I, <laughs> we watched it, right? Good. It, <laughs> you know, like, how the first Triple X kind of borderlined on Ridiculous? Yeah. Like, it was like they had things you're like, OK, that that doesn't happen. Right. But in a, in a world where things are like kind of were crazy. Fine. This one very clear as day crossed that line. So Hollywood <laughs> just had just said, fuck it. Do yeah. Whatever you want. They did. Uh, I'm like, first off, Vin Diesel at 45 years old isn't doing that anymore. Number three. That's uh, I skipped two because that's how ridiculous it is. Number three. He hooked. There's like a scene where he hooked up with like eight girls at the same time. I'm like, he is not doing that. Real <laughs> Vin Diesel in real life right now is not doing that. Um, and I think they try to make him like a one-lining spewing kind of machine and tried to turn him into a Bruce Willis. Yeah, but it just did. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It was entertainment. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was entertainment. Well, you know what? As long as you enjoyed the movie, I, I had fun. Uh, I'm not gonna say it was a great movie, and I'll probably never watch it ever again. That that is a okay. <laughs> as long as you were good for those two hours. Yeah. That, that uh, they had Donnie Yen in it. I fucking oh, no. I fucking love him. He's so good. And I told Adrian, I'm like, uh, Donnie Yen is like, um, he moves so fast that it feels like you may have accidentally leaned on the the fast forward button. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, like, and that's just, I'm like, and I tell Adrian, I'm like, and that's how he is because he's that speed in every single one of his fucking movies. Like, he is like standard. I'm going to move this fast and you better fucking keep up. So, um, he's fucking awesome. I love him. And they had that Ruby Rose chick. I don't know. Oh, if you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And she's like, like the first chick or person ever that I could be like, both genders are like, wow, she's a very attractive person. Like, women love her, her. And I'm, even I'm like, wow, she's a good looking woman. Lesbian, but besides the point, I gotta admit that she's a good-looking woman. But uh, see, but but now it's okay though. The wife won't hit you. Yeah, because she's lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's a win-win. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not groundbreaking. Well, but, I'm glad you enjoyed it though, man. Yeah. Not not every movie has to be life-changing. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a good fucking thing to plow through for two. Yeah, hours. just to kind of keep you busy. And as long as you're like, ha, yeah, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I don't see anybody taking it seriously, but. I had fun. It was ridiculous. And this is the last one, right? I hope so. <laughs> they they kind of left it open to for, for Vin Diesel's sake. Well, they kind of left it open to be like, oh, oh no, spooky. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of bummed that. I mean, I, I don't know if you're gonna see, you would have saw it by now. Um, I'm kind of bummed that Samuel Jackson. Well, actually, no, not really. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into that. Never mind. I'm not gonna All get right, into that. copy that. Samuel Jackson did not have as prominent as a role as you thought. There you go. That's what okay. I was saying. That's what I was saying. 
Copy that. Because, uh, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. He didn't even have the scarring on his face. It's fucking stupid. Um, but, yeah, that – and with that, I'm going to bleed into another re- quick review. I actually saw John Wick 2 for the first time. How would you like it? I enjoyed it. I, um, it's a ridiculous premise, but if you think about it, the first one was too. So um, it's just – I would say there are some kills in here that are just fucking violent, brutal, like I winced kind of shit. Some Mortal Kombat kind of brutality going on in this fucking movie. It was awesome, though, because Keanu Reeves is awesome. I'm a fan you, of him. Uh, you let me know when you want me to top that scale for you. Okay. Because there's these uh, action movies, these Korean action movies. Oh, the the sh- they do shit. Yeah, they do fucked up shit to people, I, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those movies are badass, though, man. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm going to have to check those out. But, um, yeah, John Wick 2 was a fucking solid film, too. I liked the first one. The second one was great. Uh, I, I, the only thing my issue is that they kind of left it open to like, Hey, there's going to be a number three. And then I'm like, uh, maybe not. We really need a trilogy. No, we don't. Was that the standard for movies today? Yeah. If you're not cranked, not at least 16. Why even bother? Yeah. Um, so I don't think they need the number three. I think honestly, I didn't, I didn't really need a number two, but if you want another like fun ride where he's just fucking driving vehicles that have absolutely no right to continue to be running because they're trash. <laughs> Go for it. But I liked it. I had fun with it. Copy that. But, yeah. So, go ahead. Panther. Uh, all right. I'm going to start off with Panther because that's the big one. Yeah. Saw Black Panther last night. Um, so, this is kind of the movie that, you know, everybody's shitting a break about. Yep. Um, it was good. Was it wor- – okay. We'll go last stop right there. Was it worth the ride? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would – would I go see it again? No. Okay. Um, because, you know me, I'm very critical yeah. about what I like. And um, it's – I'm going to let you enjoy it, but at the end of the day, Marvel cookie cutter. Okay. I mean, that's expected. It's um, same format, same kind of yeah. routine, just a different theme slapped on top of it. And all right, l- l- let me kind of point out the highlights. Kendrick Lamar did so much justice <laughs> to the soundtrack. <laughs> at one point, you're like, dude, Kendrick, what the – like." Because, you know, it's a lot of, like, African tribal music. Yeah. You know, like, this is what you did. But then, you know, like, when it starts rolling, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. this is awesome. I don't doubt Kedrick's ability at all. He's, yeah. He, he is one of those few rappers where I'm like, I'm going to listen. Because that was time. me in the beginning. Because the, the music starts off very, like, Lion King. Lion uh, okay. King-esque. Well, and you're like, yeah. what, what is he doing? You know, you didn't need Kendrick for this. And then you, you hear it. Yeah. And um, you're like, oh, wow. Second really big point. Michael B. Jordan <laughs> stole the fucking yeah. show. Yeah, he, I've heard. He, he is a villain. Very uninteresting. Well, I shouldn't say that. He, he, he wasn't really like, like oh, you, you know, the Joker. But good villain, maybe. Good actor, phenomenal. Yeah, actor. he's a great actor. He, um, y- you'll like him. Yeah. Because like I said, he stole the show. And at one point um, during the fight scene, they did a very cool thing of how to distinguish one actor from the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give it away because it's a very kind of plot point. Mm-hmm. It's a big plot point. Okay. But the aesthetic of it is is really well thought of and beautiful. Cool. And I think you'll appreciate that fight between Jordan and – or uh, I should say Killmonger and T'Challa. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So worth the watch. Yeah, it had really great production value. Um, well, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, th- there was a couple like tribal fights where he fights to be king. You know, okay, I just can't wait to be king, and um, <laughs> and those are really cool. I got to give credit for that. Those fight scenes were really cool. Rest of the movie, eh, pretty typical. Yeah, typical. So worth. Okay, does it warrant the hype that it has received? 
Okay. So let me let me state this. I think it received a lot of hype because this is the Marvel movie that is supposed to kind of uh, br- bring peace to the world, mm-hmm. right? Was it that good? No. W- it was. Is it good? Yeah. Check okay. it out. Yeah. Um, you know my shtick with superhero movies, yeah, and I, I think a lot of that is kind of influencing my thought on this mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, what does it do? It it just it's more hype for Infinity War. Yeah, that's all it really is for me. Well, that's why I feel like the last phase of Marvel films have been the maybe the last five or six of them. Yep, it's just okay. We're getting ready for the big, the big boss boss fight at the end of the game, so to speak. So, uh, is it? it I got to restate this because I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for it. It's a good movie, but are you know after you see it, are you gonna go home completely change your ways and work at a soup kitchen? And no. Yeah, I got you. So we're definitely worth the checkup. Okay. Would I see it again? Eh, if maybe. it's on, I got a movie pass, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what else I got up? Oh, this is kind of a late review. I saw Baby Driver the other week. Oh, dude. Did you see it? I did. I saw. Okay. I didn't see all of it. I saw maybe seventy five percent of it. Then I had to leave. Okay. So let me let me throw this out there. Baby Driver. Here's why I love you. <laughs> it is beautifully simplistic. Yeah. It doesn't. No crazy turns. Nope. No over the. Well. Hey, physical turns yes <laughs> hey i'm a guy that's in love with this girl and we just want to drive but i can't because of kevin spacey yeah and that's the whole premise of the movie uh-huh. and it's gorgeous you have like i said it doesn't over fucking complicate anything yeah. it's not like nolan it's not Tarantino. very limited dialogue the, but it works though. yeah the 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 music the soundtrack tells the story absolutely yeah and um I didn't. I didn't expect to have that much fun in Baby Driver. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. It was fun. I, I have one gripe with it, but it's really kind of like, like really. You're yeah. gonna be like really, Gabe. That red Subaru that he drove <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. I I thought that was gonna be his car. Yeah. Like I thought that was gonna be the whip. Yeah. No. No. That that was a really cool car to kind of like see all that shit in. Yeah. But you know they switch it every time, which yeah. makes sense. But yeah, I'd imagine. Also, yeah. Jamie Fox, I don't think I've hated you <laughs> this much. Cause in Baby Driver he was fucking despicable. Yeah, yeah, he was. And I was like, God damn it, Jamie yeah. Foxx, I love yeah. you, but you're making me hate you yeah. right now. He's so, good. That guy, uh, I forgot his name, but he also played. John Ham. Is that the the, the the actor? Who are you talking about? The, the guy, the Baby Driver, Baby. Oh no, his name. Well, him. Uh, I saw him in um, The Fault in Our Stars. He, ah. he played Augustus Waters, and I hated pretty much everything about that movie, even though I loved the book. But but him. Because he's a good actor, and then I see yeah, him he's in like this. seventeen duties. Yeah, he's doing and, good shit. and I see him in this, and I'm like, this guy's gonna be a fucking star. again. It's kind of the same case with Michael B. Jordan. Like, this guy's gonna be a fucking star. Yep. So uh, I look, Absolutely. I watch his career with great interest. So uh, also, um, quick shout out to John Hamm. He was the uh, dude with the girlfriend. Okay. Back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Mad Men. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so you know, I, I've seen a couple episodes of Mad Men. I quite enjoy it. Didn't get a chance to plow through it yet. But I saw this dude's face, and I was like, where do I know you from? And, you know, I looked it up. And him as a villain, very cool. Yeah. I dug his character a yeah. lot. And I thought he was yeah, – obviously, some of the shit in there was kind of like over the top. Well, yeah. You've seen the movie, you know. Yeah. But very cool. John Hamm, we need more of you in Hollywood. Well, I'll take a, I'll take a line from Ed Boon. Ed Boon said this. People don't pay for reality. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ed Boon said that point. one time. Because when Mortal Kombat 3 came out, he's like, "Why?" He's like, "People are like, oh, fatalities aren't realistic." He's like, "You don't pay for reality," which is true. Absolutely. So I got one more movie. Okay. Kind of do. 
um it's a documentary and it was uh yeah right gabe's watching something educational <laughs> well um, depends on what it is go ahead <laughs> so it's called dear zachary and you can find it on youtube okay okay it is a documentary about this doctor this like young doctor whose girlfriend killed him that's all you need to know okay that's all you need to know uh i'm, I'm not gonna give anything away because i feel like you would enjoy it okay but at the end of it i was so angry and confused it was just all sorts of emotion at the end a documentary put you on that kind of that kind of yeah, dude that it trust me it is a phenomenal documentary and you, you just gotta watch it dude because i don't want to fucking spoil anything, i got gotcha. you but but like yeah i went into it blind um I, ca- I knew that much yeah doctor gets murdered by his girlfriend but then as it develops oh i, sh- I should kind of explain the the whole thing called dear zachary because the dude who made the documentary was the doctor's best friend Mm -hmm. and dear zachary is his son's name so this documentary is kind of like for his kid okay he's like almost writing a letter to the doctor's kid so that is all you need to know about the premise and the plot and it is a phenomenal 100 percent true documentary that will just have you in fucking shambles at the end copy that i'm gonna check that out check that out it's on youtube it's about i don't know hour 40 totally worth it cool text me after oh don't watch it if you're having a good day but just okay, text so me after you, uh, text me after you watch it because i know you're gonna want to talk about it all right i will i will te- definitely check that out and that those are the, the kind of big ones that i've seen in the past week the movie review so to speak all right cool so moving on to some more movie news uh came up on a couple of things as i was surfing the webs and uh, first things first i will take great interest in this because i am a joaquin phoenix fan Okay. He wants to put out or, or, or act in and be the Joker in a Joker Origins uh, film. How do you feel about that? Well, I love Joaquin Phoenix. So he, I put him kind of on uh, – he has a uh, uh, carte blanche, so to speak, with me, where he can kind of do whatever the fuck he wants. And I, he has uh, a clean track record. Yeah, I, I'll follow him because, A, he's a great actor. B, he played Johnny Cash in one of my favorite probably biopics of all time, Walk the Line, great film. Um, he was just a great actor. He played – he could be the best, uh, like clean, you know, good guy in a film. He could be the emperor in Gladiator, and you just want to fucking watch him get his throat turn out. Or he can be the in between kind of a character, like he was in, as Johnny Cash in Walk the Line. So, I'm a fan. Now, what I'd rather him be doing something like a character like the Joker, where he's kind of you know doing a origin story. It's kind of like Nightcrawler. I don't know if you've ever saw the Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Uh, kind of like that, where he's kind of like, yeah, uh, like that kind of character. That was a good movie. Uh, and I'm just kind of, uh, it, it, I'm a fan. Stepping on some toes. Yeah, I, I'm a fan, but uh, I'm kind of getting sick of the Joker, the Joker, the DC kind of thing. Um, right now, uh, yeah, because right now the. Especially with on the DC end of things, the line is so fucking blurry. Like we don't know what's related, what's not. Ah, la, la. I'm just sick of it. You know, what I mean, especially like a couple of weeks ago when we talked about gauging the interest, and there's 45 different DC films, and mm-hmm. only two of them. I was like, hey, that might be cool. Yeah. So, do I have faith in Joaquin Phoenix to kind of lead this project and to take it and to be for it to even be good? Yes. Does it need to happen? No. no. Let me, Let me tell you what's gonna happen with that movie. Um, it's going to be shitty direction and shitty premise. Joaquin Phoenix is going to do everything he can to the best of his ability, which I'm sure is, you know, very yeah. everything we would ever want. Yeah. But everything else is going to ruin it because yeah. what has happened in the past, like, 
five DC films, excluding Wonder Woman. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. They struck gold with Nolan's Dark Knight series. He knew exactly how to take Batman by the balls. And I know we praise these movies, but seriously, they're really fucking good. Yeah. That I, if you were to pinpoint something to start this whole superhero craze, those. Yeah. Those right there. You know what was awesome? The Dark, I believe, The Dark Knight, Iron Man, and The Hulk came out like in the same year. Yeah. And it's like you have the, the brighter end of the spectrum. Right, obviously, Iron Man. the Iron Man. You have the weird in between. Which is the, the, Hulk. the Hulk, and then you have the dark, brooding, dark Oh, Knight man, too. that was the Hulk with Ed Norton, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was such a good fucking movie, too. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Real, well, I know. I, I like uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, but. Yeah, he's cool. I would have. He, he's, yeah. he's one of those that's got a clean track record in my yeah. book. Well, he did a couple. Uh, me and Adrian watched a movie called Collateral Beauty. That he was in with Will Smith, and Will Smith's another great actor, and it was just like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, copy and stay the fuck away from that. Yeah, one. Adrian's like, oh, this is a good film. I'm like, uh. if Adrian says it's a good film, most likely it's not. <laughs> so Joaquin Phoenix tread lightly. Yeah, because definitely. I mean, Jared Leto wanted he was really apt in taking that. You know who Joaquin Phoenix would play? Who? Charles Manson. Who is playing Charles Manson at the moment? Well, Leo is. I have absolute faith in Leo. But yeah, I know. No, I know. But I'm saying you could have done a character like that and give Joaquin Phoenix the reins on that. And I trust him. I think we just need a good seven-styled movie where it's like a murder mystery and Joaquin Phoenix is the – Yes. And he's he's like the Javier Bardem. Yes. Cause, wow. Well, that's a really good comparison, oh, isn't it? Because Javier good. Bardem's got – He's uh-huh. kind of got both ends of that spectrum. Uh-huh. But, yeah, we just need him to be a fucking psychopath, a really, like, meticulous murderer dude, and the detectives are chasing him down. Mm. And I think that would kind of showcase. Hey, Who would – okay. We're just going to make a movie right now? Yeah, we're going to pitch a movie. Okay, so it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix as the villain. Yeah. Um, who is on the other end? Who is chasing him? Who, who is chasing him? Okay, are we watching this movie from the villain's perspective or from the detective's perspective? We'll do the detective. The detectives. Okay, so the detectives, uh, I think Matt Damon Ooh. should be – but wait, because Matt Damon's always the young buck. Yeah. I think we should switch it around, and he should be the experienced cop at this point. Because he's because he's not quite like Morgan Freeman where he's retiring. <laughs> yeah. But he's seen his share of fucking yeah firefights and stabbings. Yeah. And, and who is our young buck? Let, let's bring in let's bring in somebody that's kind of new to this territory, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Efron. Ah, yeah, he's too good. Ah, okay. So here's the deal. I draw a line for action heroes if they're too good looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's almost like you're not a fucking cop. You're a fucking model. You know what I mean? Right, pitch me, pitch me somebody young then. I'm trying to think here. You know who could be good? Uh, I don't know his name. Jer- Jeremy Horn. Jeremy Horn. Jeremy Horn. Who is Jeremy? He's the Horn? guy who played um, uh, Beast in uh, First Class. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I pick him. Interesting. I pick him because he's a young guy. He could kind of, I guess, see him kind of falling down the stairs and taking a couple, taking the beating, so to speak. But he could also kind of pull in those mysterious kind of uh, talking points. I feel like it could be in a film is, like this. That is a good choice. Yeah, I like that choice. Jeremy Horn is that his name? I feel I'm gonna look that up real quick. Keep going. So okay, we have these three now. Now, what is uh, Joaquin Phoenix done? What what kind of murders well, has he committed? My thing is like I I want to see a character like a Joaquin Phoenix playing a murder who's at first you think is on his on your side. So he's a cop, right? 
So he's also a cop. But he's uh, he's also a cop. But he's like the guy who's like in the middle of the film. The big reveal is that oh my god, the guy who's investigating him is the so, guy. So Joaquin Phoenix is gonna be the 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 guy they go to for like their information, yes. and he's yeah. doctoring all the fucking. Um, no, he pictures. doesn't. Even, he doesn't even have to doctor it because he's so good at what he does. The answer's right right there in front of them, the and, whole and time. He just, it, and then he kind of pulls. Good. He kind of pulls like a Kevin Spacey so, at the end of uh, the Usual Suspects, where he's like, "Oh my god!" It's just a wild goose chase, yes. and then they're like, "Shit, Joaquin Phoenix! He's he's been in. He, we've been staying in the same office space." For, yeah, exactly. And for all these years, and it'll be like a case of like, "Oh my god, it's him!" And they're like, "Where is he?" And he's crossing the street, and he turns around, smiles at him. A bus comes by, and he's fucking gone. There you go. Damn, <laughs> we, we should be in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me make sure that's his right name. Sorry, uh, but that's something that I I thought. That, of. Damn, look at that. Ten minutes, and we just cranked out a winner. Yeah. No, that's not Jeremy. That's a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Horn, the boxer. That guy. The guy from fucking uh, first, first class. class. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's he's the guy who I want. But, yeah, that's oh, something oh, that we picked. Speaking about first class, first class uh, McAvoy. Um, what's his name? The guy who played Mr. Xavier. John McAvoy. James McAvoy. There we go. Yeah. He would be a good detective, too. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, he? I could see that. He's a young buck, too. I like that. So, mm. there's a... There's a lot of interesting stuff. We gotta make a movie, Dave. It'd be fun. We would never be able to get a hold of anybody, anything close to those. We'd make a very. If you thought Clerks was budget, <laughs> wait till you see our movie. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, but yeah. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with that. Ed Wood made fucking films, that and they're like on the lowest budget. You ever heard? Of, you ever see any Ed Wood films? No. This, uh, what's the name of the fucking uh, Planet Nine? This guy. So this guy was like in the the golden age. He was around during like the golden age of sci-fi films. Where he does like the most low quality budget version of that, but he he wanted it to get done, huh? So he got it done. There's actually yeah. a movie about I think Tim Burton directed a movie about him. It was called Edward, and I think Johnny Depp played it, because uh, it's just about him taking the you know a man who had a vision and did not have the means to accomplish it, but he found a way, even though it was really shitty and really bad, he made it happen. Copy mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Check that shit out. Uh, talk to me about DiCaprio. Okay, so uh, I guess we have a few things going on where uh, there's going to be a Leonardo da Vinci biopic. I mean, I know he's an interesting guy in, like, the phase of history, but, like, what kind of drama did he really go through? I know he was a very interesting— Maybe he did, we just don't know about yeah. it. Yeah, I know he was a very innovative man. He came up with concepts that were, you know, hundreds of years ahead of time. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is set to play— Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. And, of course— you put Leo in any role, we're going to think that he's going to knock it out of the park because he does every fucking time. And, um, yeah, because who saw it? Adriana just just saw Django for the first time like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. What? Yeah. And you've been married to this well, woman for – Well, because she's not – she likes Tarantino films, but depend, like she didn't. She doesn't think Pulp Fiction is that good. That's her opinion. Every, everybody has the right to be wrong, Dave. Um, <laughs> but um, – so she's like, yeah. She so, got, hey, this is the first time she's seen Leo as the bad guy. Yes. Wow. And she was like, first off, wow. Second of all, why was his hand bleeding like that? I'm like, well, that's Cause it's real. Because it was a real take that he took that the, his hand lacerated the shot, lacerated and used it in the shot where he rubbed it on the girl's face. He, like he added it like I don't, it's just it's a brilliant. It's a level of brilliance. We just don't understand. Because I would have been like, ah, if it was me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Get me to the doctor. Yeah. But uh, she liked it a lot. But we uh, we can just put Leo in any fucking role and he'll be fine, you know. Well, yeah. Well, name one bad movie he's been in. Can't. Don't look at me. Like, 
I like one of my favorite movies is a Spielberg film with Tom Hanks, another one of my favorite actors, and Leo. Catch me if you can. That is a fucking great film. I love that. Copy that. Uh, but um, yeah, man, you can't go wrong. And that's where uh, Leo changes all those personalities, right? He was, uh, yeah, kind of the con man, right? Yeah, he was the con man uh, who started when he was like sixteen years old, yeah, and then for like six years, seven years, Tom Hanks' character was chasing him. It was good shit. It's a good film. Uh, so we got Leo in the next Tarantino as well. Yes, him. And it's gonna be a Wolf of Wall Street reunion because I think they asked Margot Robbie. Oh, so I think that's the first time we're gonna see them together again. Do you know she tit uh, Margot Robbie's like up for like an yeah Academy well, that um, Tanya Harm Tanya Yeah, movie. there we go. I want to check that. I saw the poster for it and I was like, hmm, I should check this out. But you know how it is. Yeah, when and it was like it wasn't really a movie that was like readily available. Like it was like one of those movies you're like, oh, well you gotta find a theater yeah, for it. De- definitely, and apparently she fucking killed it in that movie. Good so. for Margot Robbie. Yeah. I quite enjoy her. Her work. Yeah, that's the <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, we quite, we quite enjoy many parts of her. And her uh, work. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That wasn't on the topic. But speaking of Tom Hanks, he is set to play uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers in a biopic, which, hey, man, he can fucking play Walt Disney. He can play whatever the fuck he wants to play. So he has carte blanche with me as well. So did I tell you I saw Bridge of Spies? I think I talked about it on the podcast. Did I tell you I seen it? No. How'd you like it? Oh God, dude, it's so fucking good. Good. And it's I not like check it's, it out then. and it's not like a you know it's not an action movie. It's a, 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 a thriller, a, like a like a like a law thriller where it's like and the anticipation of are you gonna switch our guys and your guy is kind of a oh it's so good. Copy that. I will have to look. So it. like shocker, Tom Hanks is good in another movie. I know, he's hmm. been good since Big Man. He hasn't done a bad movie since Big either, but um. Good yeah. shit. Yeah, so those are the the casting news, I guess, we got. Um, moving on to a little bit of the animation side, because there's two things that came up. Uh, Illumin- What's it called? Illumination is the same studio that does, um, like, the Despicable Me's and that style stuff. Is set to do a Super Mario movie, so that's cool. Oh, boy. So we just went from Tom Hanks, DiCaprio, churning out gold to <laughs> Illumination and the Minions churning out crap. Yeah, fart jokes and whatnot. But hey, man, Super Mario, we haven't really no, got. Not touching it. No, no not doing it. Full. So uh, you're probably not going to talk. Uh, touch the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie that is also going to be with turned out. Not with a hundred Hey, man, we all can't be perfect, Gabe. I'm sorry. It's uh, yeah, man, just not the best. Yeah, not <laughs> nah. There's yeah. there's ways to reinvigorate your franchise and your characters, but this is not the way yeah. to go. Sonic the Hedgehog I'd, movie. I'd have to agree with that, but. Uh, I thought it was interesting, so I put it on the docket. So, oh, oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. So, uh, have you seen this movie with uh, it's coming out? I think it might be out already. It's called Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. Have you um, let me tell you something about Red Sparrow. I've seen this movie four times now. Uh, Lucy, Salt, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Atomic Blonde. We fucking get it. You put a hot girl in a spiral and she fucks shit up. Yeah. We get it. Okay. Uh, I just it's so frustrating to me because these movies. They're even worse than the Marvel movies because okay. at least the Marvel movies are trying to differentiate, man. Yeah. This is just like, you know, oh, hey, first off, there is a differentiation between all, all those movies. Their yeah, hair color. The, yeah, the hair color. There we go. <laughs> it's just. So you're not going to see it? I think no. this. Okay, but here's the deal. This doesn't look like, like an action film, though. It doesn't. I mean, I don't think it, it doesn't necessarily fall in that same category. I'll let you know, though, because Adrian wants to see it. So we'll see it. I'll, I'll wait on your review, man. But I just, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pursue this avenue, at least try to do something new. 
try and do something innovative. I already know how this movie. You, you know what? Out. Actually, I got the vibe from this. It's like you know, um, like the snippets from uh, what's it called? What's the, which fucking movie was that? The the first you know with civil, from the Civil War, where what's her name was fucking with uh, Scarlet Witch was fucking with uh, uh n- yeah, uh, Black Widow's head. Kay. Like that whole red room thing. I got that vibe from this. Okay. So um, but we will check it out. I will see it. Happy I'm that you will, you two will be my guinea pigs. Yeah, we will test that one out for you, and I will let you know how it goes. So yeah, so I think that's what I got. On the I movie. got, I got one last bit because I saw this at the theater last night. I know you haven't seen any of them, but I think this is a good chance for you to kind of get into that avenue. Um, so the Miyazaki Ghibli Studio films, okay, they are like the Godfathers of anime. They're okay, really good. Um, they're like the Disney of anime. Really good, phenomenal. They're doing throughout the year. They're reshowing a lot of these movies in theaters. Okay. So, um, so, some of the big ones, pr- Princess Mononoke, July 22nd, 23rd, and 25th. That's a killer. Which Cri- theater is this? Um, AMC is doing it kind of across the board. Oh, really? So okay. The, I saw this one at the Ford Theater, but from what I've heard, my buddy came back from um, from Massachusetts, and he said that they're doing it over there as well. And really? Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, Grave of the Firefly, stay away from this one. It's very sad. You will hate everything and just everybody <laughs> my neighbor totoro september 30th october 1st and 3rd is oh, okay. another good one and then my personal favorite spirited away october 28th 29th and 30th that movie without a fail every single time makes me feel like i am 10 years old again and it is the most wonderful feeling ever copy that so i know you're not into like the anime side of things but this would be a good you way may to have to take me game because i think the only way i'll go is if you're like absolutely let's go <laughs> I, I'm going to take you, your wife, and then my girlfriend because she hasn't seen any of them. Copy that. And I think that would be a good experience for interesting, everybody. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So check that out. I'm out of topics. Oh, well, wow. We actually got through all that. How long? Oh, well, an hour five. Not too bad. Hour five. Uh, do you have anything else off the top of your head that you want to you – Off wanna? the top of my head. Well, actually, I did have something else. Uh, how big are you on, on the skate franchise, the EA skate games? I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of fell off after Project 8. Be honest with you. Um, just the skateboarding games in general. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I, I have seen footage. I have played Skate Three. It's cool. I just this is not the same for me. Well, uh, the Skate took a more uh, serious approach on the skateboarding thing and made it a little bit more realistic, which it's a video game. So I don't know how people feel about that. Do what you do. But Skate Four is coming out. They're working on it, so that's cool. Uh, I really have as much else in the video game topics. Uh, I know that uh, they had a, was an interview with the Last of Us director, and he's starting to spill some beans about it. Uh, he says that this is going to be like a very shocker. The Last of Us is going to be a very dark tale about uh, gar- guardian. What do you say? Uh, like guardianship, like so. Good man, I'm looking to cry, bawling my eyes out again. Oh well, well make it. Do oh, it. real quick, I think we should mention it and throw some fucking dirt. Um, let's talk about Konami for a second. Oh yes, okay, thank you. Oh my god. Because um, you mentioned it last night. It, it was weird because you texted me it and I was like hearing about it like live from. My buddy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm getting attacked at both ends. I can't. Because. This, this well, is. Wow. Okay. So first off, let me s- put a little bit of uh, content. Co- context. Context. Yeah. Kojima, the guy who yes. whose baby is Metal Gear Solid. Was let go. Yes. Prior to the release of Metal Gear Solid 5. In the middle and of the he's doing his own thing. Yes. It's cool. But now Konami is deciding to wipe their ass with Metal Gear Solid. Exactly. And their one-off game for, what is it, mobile PSP, wh- whatever it is. No, this is a this is a release game, bro. This is this is on console. 
okay, so so it's after MSG Five, so it's one of those weird spinoff tales, right? It's, it, it is like the, the it's actually it's after Ground Zero. Was Ground Zero was like an interlude between this and that? Uh, it's like an alternate universe. They get sucked into like a wormhole or something, and and this alternate universe where a zombie alien like creature, you're create a character and you go through the little, little story. So whatever. We talk, actually I talked about this when they first announced it. Um, and you know me. Metal Gear Solid, the whole franchise, probably one of the greatest of all time. Hands down. I'm not even going to talk about it. Metal Gear Solid 4 and 5 are fantastic games. I didn't even finish 5 yet because it's so goddamn long. It's so big. It's so intuitive. And they have so much stuff to do. Um, and like you said, uh, they let down uh, Hideo Kojima. He is no longer with them. So... Instead of doing the right thing, it may be ending the franchise where it belongs because the guy who runs the, the show, father, yeah, the guy who runs the show is no longer with them. They decide to take a half-assed concept that they probably created beforehand, wrap the Metal Gear Solid name around it, and say, "Oh, th- th- this is the next step of the franchise." Well, if this is the next step of the franchise. You can go fuck yourself, and I ain't paying. I ain't paying for it. So, a the game sucks from what I understand. It's not a good game. It's not well done at all. And number two. The most gross, uh, unforgivable, uh, unforgivable, uh, disgusting use of microtransactions I may have heard in gaming. We talked about this when EA was doing the whole. Ba- ba- this makes EA look like a saint. Yeah, they are saves. You are paying ten dollars a pop for a character for you to play in the game. You could have the one for free. Oh, yo, you're nice. It's nice of them to have the one for free. And Adrian made a good a good point here because it's a thirty dollar game, right? Adrian's like, why don't they just release a fucking retail price and let you have all the saves that you want? That's a good point. I don't know why they don't do that <laughs> because let's face it, we've seen less completed games released at retail price before, right? Yeah. This is at least a a rounded game in the sense that there's content involved in it. Released at thirty dollars. If you're gonna be that big. Of a motherfucker, and take slaves save slots, and sell them and sell them for ten dollars a pop. It's it would have been more forgivable. Like, hey, we know this is kind of shitty, but one dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> one dollar. It, it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up, but understandable. You want me to pay ten dollars to make another character to make another character for a shitty game for a shitty game. That you took a name of a one of the most beloved franchises of all time, and I take this personally because, like I said, Metal yeah, Gear. No, it's unforgivable. I Me- totally agree with you. Metal Gear Solid is probably one of my favorite franchises of all time. I don't even know what's going on, and I love it because uh, <laughs> it's just one of those franchises you just don't understand what's going on. Even if you try to pay attention, you still don't understand what's going on because that's how insane Kojima is as a person. But. Uh, God. Yeah. Next thing you know. You're going to try to save your game like, oh, I'm, I'm done for today. Let me save my game. Five dollar. Five dollar <laughs> to save your game, your progress that you've had in the session. Otherwise, you got to finish the level. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time because that's where we're going. So if you're one of those developers out there, one of the bad ones. This, this, uh, point, this next Attila song is dedicated to you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Don't you dare do it anymore. Because, like, this is, this is big. This is big backlash that they're getting. And Konami... Previously to this is one of the most beloved franchise, you know, developers and all that, right? But and it's not like EA who had a bad reputation to begin with because it's EA. But if you're a beloved developer, 
don't fucking do it. Stay very far away from doing these type of things because no matter how loved you are, it will not last if you continue to do this. And gamers aren't standing for it anymore, which I love. There's big backlash coming from all this. Yeah. Gamers aren't standing for this nonsense anymore. And it's fucking um, um, Marvel versus Capcom, that new one. It was like an incomplete game when it came out. And I'm sure it's great now. But they didn't sell. Shocker. It's not even – this new Marvel game isn't even on the Evo circuit this year. They're not playing it for Evo. They have like four different anime fighters now, though. They have the Dragon Ball one, which you, I mean, you could probably talk about that for a little bit because you got to play it. You got a little hands-on of it. The Guilty Gear, there's one or two more, I don't know. But finish your fucking game. Don't be a dickhead and try to, to sell save slots for multiple characters. Imagine if you had to do that for Skyrim. Imagine that. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Let's just not. Yeah. Because, no. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Skyrim did release some shitty fucking DLC, too. But that's fine, because that's additional content. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to, you know. If you want to, if you want to start a new character in this fucking game. You need to pay ten dollars. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. I think, I think what had happened was that Konami trusted these guys enough, and they were like, "Dude, yeah, we'll sign off." Yeah. And then shit like that slips through the cracks. Yeah. And I think they need to get the tighter leash. So you think it's a, it's a less of a mistake on Konami's? Well, all right, because because look at what Disney's doing, right? Disney is saying, "Hey, we bought you. Um, we're gonna let you do your thing and have your artistic stylist piece team." Everything you need to get the job done. If you need money, request it, and yeah. we'll see what we can do. That's all Disney has done. Yeah, uh, they're taking care of m- most of their franchises. Yeah, and you know that it's, it shows. But that's also the same kind of vibe because now Disney is taking, going to, I don't doubt it, take away the exclusive rights to EA to develop their games, because, like you said, maybe they're somebody was acting on their behalf, saying, "Oh, we got this. Okay, cool." And then Disney had to sit across the boardroom from the guys at EA. We're like, what the fuck are you doing? That kind of shit. And that could be a case. I don't know. I, I don't know who exactly, exactly cr- who exactly created this game. I'm, I'm telling you, I, this is probably exactly what happened. Same shit. They're like, hey, we've trusted you before. Yeah. Metal Gear is loved. You guys know what you're doing. You want to do a one-off title that's kind of a weird spinoff. All right. Yeah. You, you know, we trust you. And just signs paperwork. And then shit like this happens, and somebody didn't read the, the fine whole, print. Yeah, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's exactly you, you, what happened. You know what the fuck happened? Hideo Kojima is not behind it. That's what the fuck happened. Well, even that George Lucas isn't behind Star Wars anymore. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, some of that says, speaks for itself. Yeah, but we're not. It's not like they're churning out utter shite. Yeah, you know, they're at least trying not to. Somebody thought. Somebody uh, in a boardroom thought that this was a great idea. So. I just think it's despicable. Yeah, and, that, that's um, gross. It's 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 disgusting. It really is. I just I don't like Sorry. the way things are going for for Game. video games mm-hmm. at the moment. But I, it also gives me hope that now that we're standing up and not instead of just letting them shovel shit into our mouths, yeah, we're actually saying something now. There's gonna be a maybe not this year, maybe not in the next five years, but I promise you, there's gonna be some sort of video game related protest. Yeah. Whether it be them trying to empty your wallets or shovel this shit. Yeah. Something's got to. So pretty much this is a big fuck you to whoever thought that was a good idea. And um, And I blame Konami because they allowed it to happen. So don't fuck with Metal Gear. You you know what that's the equivalent of? It's like if you had to pay like five bucks for a new character variation in Mortal Kombat X. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> at least with the fighter packs, you got four fighters, three variants, essentially twelve characters, different feeling yeah. characters. But that's that's bad. That's ugly. All right, I'm, I'm going to end this off on a very light note. Okay. Firehouse the other day, and I texted you. Yes. And um, I, I, I really appreciate the assortment of hot sauces. Yeah. And, you know, my go-to is usually sriracha sauce because I quite enjoy it. But they had a home-brewed um, hot sauce. Yeah. Tried it. Loved it. It's a slow burn. It's not anything that will, like, scorch you. And, but it's really like it has a really wonderful profile, and it has chunks Ooh, of like profile. Look at you. sweet pepper in you it. Fucking Gordon Ramsay suddenly. It, it's it's like <laughs> it's like a sweet and spicy, almost barbecue thing. Okay. And it's phenomenal on a sandwich. I I literally told Manny, I was like, I hope they sell this. You know, you could buy a bottle because if not, I might just pocket this. It was really good, and they do. I bought it. Love it. Oh. Check that shit out. Yeah, yeah. Firehouse subs needs more love. Yep, firehouse subs. They're the closest ones to here. I think it's 79th and Cicero, right? Yeah, but you know, which is yeah, right down the street, not too far. Uh, I might actually check it out, dude. Might have to go because I I wanted one on Friday after work, but they close at nine. Now I'm like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to get out in time. So uh, I want a firehouse sub. I might have to make it part of my priorities. You could get the uh, the meatball sub. Yeah. With like bacon on it, like grilled bacon strips on it, and then melted mozzarella. That's really good. Did I tell you that I tried Bona Beef for the first time? Like, how is it, dude? Good. Oh, it's so it's a solid. Portillo's level good. It's better. Uh, it's 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 right. It's not Tony's Italian beef. And now, for those of you okay. know, I, I speak very highly of the Tony's Italian beef because it's my neighborhood place and it's like kind of known to be really good. But it is top three. I don't know where it falls with Portillo's. They're neck and neck, but it's very good. And uh, they're obviously DoorDash does this for Portillo's as well. But you can have that shit delivered to your house. Yeah. Um, I think it says a lot because Bona Beef is relatively new to the area. Yes. I don't know how well established they are everybody else, everywhere else. Well, Italian uh, Beef is a Chicago thing, right? And they, I think they were like a one-shop deal because they are the official like beef of the Bears, of the White Sox, and the Cubs. So they're local. They have to be. Um, and like I said, Italian Beef is, is a Chicago thing. So, but they were, like you said, they were kind of like a newer, popped up overnight. Like suddenly there's five of them around you and you're like, you know, I'm not going to go to the city for Italian beef. Yeah. They realize that. Yeah. And there's one not too far from here now. Yeah. So that's good. That says that Portillo's has been around for 50 fucking years. Yeah. Cranking out good ass Italian beef. Good, good food, man. Good food. And then this place doesn't, I don't want to say pop up, but it it spreads its roots. Yeah. It kind of, you know. It covers some more area, and it competes with it. That's really good. That's very good. You you can't say that about a lot of things. Yeah. So check it out. But check out both of those places. Firehouse Subs. There's good food. I've had it myself. A little bit pricey, but hey, you get it. it the, the 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 quality and the quantity of what they give you absolutely is, is worth. So uh, oh <coughs> oh shit, something caught my throat. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Bona Beef. I might order some tonight. I'll let you know. But other than that. I think that puts us down for the week, right, Gabe? I think we are all covered, Jacob. We are all covered. It's about an hour and 18 minutes in. Now, with that, if you like what you heard, you can go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and on Google Play. Uh, you can also find us on various other podcast websites if you want. Our hosting website is podbean.com slash Second City Kids Podcast, so check us out there if you want to go directly to the source. Other than that, write, rate, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff to the Facebooks, and Twitters, Instagrams, all that good shit. And with that, we are signing out this week on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Ooh-wee. Yes, sir. Uh, signing out for Gabe and Jacob. We'll see you next week. Deuces.